Welcome to the Christchurch of Orinoco Impact Ministry Podcast. On this podcast, we have conversations with and about the ministry that our impact partners are doing both locally and around the world. In this episode, we're talking with Nick Vaca from Black Box International about the work and ministry of Black Box and what they do. Nick, how you doing today, my friend? Drake, I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here chatting with you. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Nick and I are, are good buds in real life, but also ministry partners through Christchurch and Black Box. Nick, why don't you tell Christchurch of Orinoco uh, who Black Box International is and what you all what you all do? Sure. Yeah. Well, kind of the 30,000 foot view of who Black Box is and what we do. I like to say we are a nonprofit Christ-centered organization. And our mission is to provide what we call holistic aftercare for boys and young men who have survived sex trafficking. So when I say holistic, I simply just mean we care about the whole boy. We care about his mental, emotional, physical, social, and spiritual health. And so we've created a model um, that is designed to just care for boys in each of those areas. And that looks like a lot of different things, but really it just looks like, you know, caring for for kids, your own kids. If, you know, if you're listening to this and you've got children, I imagine a lot of, of what we do with the boys in our care is similar to how you would parent your children and care for them and make sure that they have everything they need to just live a good, healthy, successful life. You and your wife, Sarah, are also uh, members here at Christ Church of Orinoco. You've been worshiping God with us uh, for quite some time. So it's fun that uh, we have people who work for Black Box um, as as members of our church as well. Um, but what do you, in case anybody in our church is wondering, what do you do for Black Box and what does your wife, Sarah, do for Black yeah, Box? Yeah, sure. You know, as, as is the case with um, any small nonprofit, we, we both wear a lot of hats. We have titles, um, but those titles only go so far. Um, and so I, I do a number of different things. I work uh, largely in the realm of awareness. Uh, I do a lot of, of speaking, representing Black Box uh, this summer. In fact, spent a lot of time at church camps talking with kids aged second grade all the way up to, to graduated seniors. And um, that's something I'm really passionate about is just educating kids on the topic of, of sex trafficking, specifically the sex trafficking of boys um, and how they can be a part of just a greater anti-trafficking movement. Um, I do a lot of our logistics planning when we travel. Um, so our aftercare home currently is in the DR. We're building in Haiti. And anytime we take a trip down, I help coordinate just all those details, renting the house, the car, communicating with our team on the ground to schedule the things, making sure that the the teams that are coming down have the information they need to enter the country, uh, those kinds of things. And then I also lead our um, our college volunteers. That's something that I'm really passionate about. We have a small group of, of students every year at Ozark Christian College who kind of do some behind the scenes things to help out uh, with Black Box. And yeah, so love getting to lead that. When you're advocating on behalf of Black Box and the, the work that Black Box does and you're educating the students at these camps and the college uh, workers that volunteer for Black Box, what are some of the things that you're hoping people learn about Black Box, yeah. about the, the bad news of human trafficking, but yeah. the good news that uh, there are people working? What are you trying to sure. advocate for? You know, a lot of times um, the first thing that comes to mind is is I want people to understand that these boys in our care aren't all that different from from, you know, a boy that you would find here uh, in the U.S. And so that's something that I always try to communicate to specifically teenagers. It's like, hey, if this boy, you know, if these boys lived in the U.S., they could have been your classmate or your your teammate, or your neighbor. Um, and so sure, they've had some really difficult things happen to them and they've been through a lot of uh, just traumatic experiences in their life, but really they're not all that different from you. They've got hopes and dreams and passions and and skills and abilities and things. Um, you know, their their trauma is only a little part of their story. The things that have happened to them, 
don't define their entire life. There is still a huge future ahead of them um, that that they have to live. And so we want to help our boys really discover that, you know, recover and heal from the challenging things that they've experienced. But we want them to know, like, that doesn't define you. You've got a lot of life ahead of you left to live. And so we just want to help, you know, walk beside them as they discover who they are, who they want to be, and, and who God is calling them to be in the future. So when a boy is in the care of Black Box International, their journey um, through and from this, this place, as they go through the home and the aftercare that Black Box provides, what does that aftercare look like as you're treating the, the whole of the boy? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's residential, um, aftercare. So our boys live with us. Uh, it is a 365, 24 seven operation. Uh, we've got staff who are on the clock all the time, uh, working in different shifts and, and obviously different roles and things. You know, we've got a full-time counselor on our staff who sees the boys regularly. She tries to see the boys individually, individually, at least, uh, twice a month. And then she does some group things with them. Um, but, you know, apart from kind of some of those intentional, like specialized things like the the counseling and um, uh, trauma care, we want to make sure that the boys just live a pretty normal life. You know, they they have a roof over their head. They get three meals a day. They most of them go to a public school where they have classmates that they interact with. And, you know, some boys, depending on the situation that they come from, they need some extra help getting caught up. Um, in their education. So we have um, some people on staff who can help tutor them, get them caught up. Uh, They're very involved in all sorts of different hobbies. So our boys are very actively involved in sports. They love track. They love soccer. Um, They they love to draw and color. They love to play board games. Uh, There's this one boy that every time I'm down there, I mean, within probably 10 seconds, he's saying, Monopolio please, please. And trying to get me to play Monopoly with him. (laughs) Um, He loves it. And none of the other boys really want to play Monopoly. And so he always is trying to get me to play. But I was just down there last week and they got a new basketball goal. And so um, we were playing basketball. That was really fun. I I had to dunk on a couple of them just to, you know, just to let them know that, hey, I'm here. But um, so they love to do that. You know, they they're very actively involved in local church. So there are a couple pastors on our board who are pouring into the boys regularly. Um, they're involved in a couple of different programs and things. Um, they are they are just incredible boys. They're teenage boys um, who are complicated and their stories are complex, but they're sweet and they're kind. And, uh, you know, I just, I love them. I love them deeply. They're awesome. One of the things when I visited a couple of years ago, I saw in one of the bedrooms was a blanket that was decorated with St. Louis Cardinals uh, decor. And um, I thought to myself, man, I'm a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals. And I know a lot of kids back here are a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals. And I don't know if there's a Dominican player on the team or why that individual boy was a fan, but it just made me think, man, they that is a boy uh, with passions and interests and desires and um and it's really fun to see the way in which Black Box brings good news to these boys who have been rescued from from tough situations. And so the work that you guys do really is important. And um, it's cool. You guys are expanding because you, you mentioned the Dominican Republic, uh, but you guys are building currently yeah. in the country of Haiti. Uh, what will that look like? Very similar, very different um, as a program, as a, as a space. Talk to me a little bit about sure. Haiti. Yeah. Um, it has been quite the process, you know, if, if you know anything about Haiti, you know, it's kind of a chaotic place at times, uh, the last couple of years, especially post COVID, the, just the entire country has just been in chaos, a lot of political turmoil. Um, right now gangs largely dominate the, um, 
the country. And, and so it's been complicated. It's taken us a little longer than maybe we would have hoped, but probably what we expected because it's Haiti. Um, and, but anyway, God has been so, um, just gracious in providing, uh, the opportunity for us to open an aftercare facility there. And the model is going to be similar in terms of, you know, we are still providing aftercare for boys and young men who have survived sex trafficking. It looks a little bit different in the sense that we were actually able to purchase property in Haiti and construct our own buildings. Um, as opposed to the DR, we rent a space there. It's a little bit more limited, um, to just what we have available. We do the best we can. And the boys have an amazing space there. It's, it's awesome. They've got everything they need, but, um, and, and Haiti specifically, we're going to have a, a few acres of land for them to be able to kind of retreat on a beautiful space. It's going to, we're going to be able to house up to 16 boys there. Um, in the DR we house up to 10. And so it's going to look largely the same in terms of the, you know, the actual like care that's provided, but it's a different country. It's a different culture. And so we hire national and local staff so that they can provide, so that Haitians can provide Haitian care for Haitian boys. So Dominicans can provide Dominican care for Dominican boys. Um, We do, you know, us U.S. staff, we do the best that we can to make sure that they have the resources and the tools and the things that they need to pull this off. But they're incredible. They're incredibly competent. Um, they're intelligent, they're passionate, uh, they're super smart and they know what they're doing. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see how it'll play out in Haiti. Obviously we're still in the construction phase. And so we haven't, um, brought any boys or or staff on quite yet. Uh, but it's coming soon and I can't wait to see how it plays out. Christchurch is honored to be involved with what Black Box is doing. And there's two opportunities that we want to highlight on this episode of the podcast that uh, Christchurch members can be a part of. So Nick has now mentioned two countries that they are working in, the Dominican Republic and Haiti, both on the island of Hispaniola. And um, opportunity number one is for uh, the fundraising of the building materials and the work and the labor for that Haiti campus that is going on right now. Um, On August 12th, we're hosting uh, with the Smith family here here at Christchurch, a cornhole tournament at the Carl Junction Community Center within the uh, Jensen Smith Gymnasium. This is a cornhole tournament that all of the funds and proceeds go to uh, this building in Haiti. And um, Nick and I have both been out there for several years now. Nick, do you want to tell them who typically wins uh, when we play each other head to head? It's not me. Hey, I appreciate you being <laughs> honest right now, my friend. Um, but it is fun. There's, I mean, what do you see out there as a, as a member of Black Box who's out there repping? Tell them, give them a little bit of the atmosphere that you see at this cornhole sure, tournament. Sure, yeah. You know, it's it's super fun. Last year was the first year I was able to be involved. Um, and it's really fun because there's different levels of competitiveness out there. You know, there's there's people who come just recreationally like, hey, let's toss some bags, you know, and, and have a good time. And then like there's people that show up who are like, okay, that guy probably could win some money doing this. Absolutely. Um, and so it's fun just to see the different kind of scope of people, people out there. People bring their jerseys and their yeah, own bags. Exactly. Like I'm very serious about disc golf. And so I understand like the niche, like sport being really passionate about it and, and into it. And so it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch people really like, like care about something and, and be excited about it while simultaneously knowing that all the proceeds and, you know, the conversations are pointing toward this greater cause of, of helping us, um, you know, and, and ultimately helping boy survivors of sex trafficking. And so I just love that. That's one of the things that I love to do most is encourage people to just combine things that they're passionate about. Mm. People ask all the time, how can I be involved in black box? What can I do? And I say, 
use something that you're passionate about to help tell the story of what Black Box does. Um, and this is one beautiful example of, of that. The Smith family has um, done an incredible job of, of honoring their son and using that as a way to just support a great cause. And I, I love just, you know, I don't really do much. I just get to show there or show up and be there and, and see the hard work of, of, uh, that they've put in, see the fruit of their labor. Um, and it's really cool. It's an amazing thing to be able to see. It really is fun. They do like drawings. Yeah. If you enter the tournament, they have all these kind of local sponsors that are giving away great prizes, gift cards and stuff like that. Um, last year they gave away a signed football by yeah. uh, the Chiefs. And yeah. uh, this year I bet they do something like that. Nick's excited because they're giving away a free, uh, is it a disc golf basket? Yes. What do you call it? Yeah, a it basket. Is? Yeah. They have some discs Very as high well. quality, yeah. Nice. Are you going to try to win that? Uh, 100% I am. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> so if anybody is interested in the the sport of cornhole, is it a sport or more of an activity? What would you say? I'd Back, call it a sport. Call it a sport. Yeah, okay. you got to swing your arm enough times to burn some calories. That's so. right. Some people call it bags. bags Any yeah. other name you've heard for, for the game? You probably know what we're talking about, so, though. Yeah. There's there's bags full of sand or corn, and they and it's really cool because Jensen's father Rick and his wife Stacy, who put on this tournament, Rick has made all of the cornhole board decorated with things that Jensen loves. Uh, we're looking at one right now that has Black Box International's logo on it. Um, it's really fun. They do a great tournament, air conditioned gymnasium. So if you're interested and in participating, they have four time slots on Saturday, August 12th. Uh, you can go through the Score Holio app and uh, search JS10. And through that, you can find the options to play. We're going to be supporting it here at Christchurch. I'm going to be in the tournament. Uh, Nick's trying to figure out if he's going to be playing in the <laughs> tournament or just out there repping. I'll cheer you on. <laughs> Thank you, man. Um, but that's the first opportunity that people have. They can, of course, give to the project through Christchurch, but if they want to do it in a fun way, they can play cornhole as well. Um, the second is an opportunity to uh, learn more about the ministry of Black Box by going on a trip in February. Um, Nick leads these trips, and he's the one who's been coordinating this with us so far. Nick, for anybody who would be interested in traveling down to the Dominican Republic uh, with Christchurch and with Black Box uh, for a few days over a long weekend, essentially in February, um, what what would they what should they anticipate uh, seeing? What should they anticipate learning and doing on a yeah. trip with Black Box? Yeah, so because of the nature of the work that we do, um, you know, it's it's a little bit more of a private, um, type experience where you're not going to go down and necessarily, you're not going to give a VBS to the boys in our care. Um, we're not going to, you know, paint a, a house or build anything. This experience is, I like to call it, describe it an immersive prayer and learning experience. And so you get to be boots on the ground. Um, the large, uh, kind of goal or, or point behind this is to get people in spaces where trafficking is actively taking place and we are going to spend time learning and discussing and wrestling with this and, and praying. And so we spend a lot of intentional time prayer walking on beaches where trafficking is taking place. We, we pray or walk through a uh, city square um, where trafficking is, is, is happening pretty regularly. And so I, I love this because it forces you, uh, to engage in this issue in a way, you know, everybody kind of dreams about kicking the doors down. I'm going to say that this is probably more challenging in a way that there is a, definitely a, a need and a role for the door kickers but this is a role that everybody in the church can play. And it is a role that forces you to really 
dive into it. I mean, at the at the core of of what sex trafficking is, is it's a, it's a deeply spiritual battle. I mean, we have an enemy. We always say this. We have an enemy who delights in the abuse and the manipulation and the destruction of these boys, and he's going to do anything he can to combat those who are, are fighting against it. And so, man, we're going to go into these spaces and we are going to pray. And we're going to talk about what does it mean that God is a God of justice and what does that look like for us to, to be a part of that ministry of reconciliation that he is calling us to as a church um, in our, you know, in our individual lives when we go back home and as a church at large. And so it's a very um, unique experience. Not a lot of people do get the opportunity to actually go be boots on the ground um, in these spaces with us. And so I, I love it. I love having the the conversations with people, helping people um, just engage with with the the issue on a, a very um, deep, intimate level. We had a group of uh, people from Christchurch go last year, and I went the year before, and uh, it's really fun, uh, a, a community-building event as well uh, within that group of people. You get to know uh, others from the church and, yeah. and learn the story as well as meet um, some of the staff there in the Dominican and, and go to the church with the boys and, and all of that. It's really, it's really powerful. And, and my hope for putting this event on with black box here at Christ church is to encourage people towards uh, prayer and generosity towards the ministry of black box. And so uh, if you are interested in getting involved with black box international, two great opportunities, the cornhole tournament, which will go uh, to support the the Haiti build uh, for their campus there in Haiti. And then the trip in February that was um, designed to help us engage with the work that they're doing in the Dominican Republic. And so if you're considering that trip, I would love to uh, have a conversation with you. You can email me at drake.holderman at cco.church. If you're listening to this podcast before August 13th, we're going to have a informational meeting at 1045 in the Adult Ministry Center. And I invite you to come there and learn a bit more about this trip, meet myself and Nick, and hear about the opportunity that you have before you to go and to be a part of this this trip to uh, be inspired to pray and to give towards the ministry of Black Box. Those are a couple of opportunities. And Nick, I want to say thanks, man, for being a part of this church and for being a part of Black Box and the work that you and your team do. Hey, let me let me thank uh, you guys, especially these listeners who uh, you sacrifice and you're giving to make ministries like this possible. Um, and we are incredibly grateful for your partnership and the way that you have you are allowing boys to receive the care that that they need um, through your your sacrifice and giving. So thank you so much for your generosity. Um, if you do want to, if I can plug real quick, absolutely. Um, if you are interested in learning more about Black Box, you can go to our website blackboxinternational.org. Find some information there. You can follow us um, on Instagram at blackboxintl um, is our our name there. And then we're on Facebook as well. We're just constantly sharing prayer requests, updates on, on the work that's happening, ways that people can be involved. So check us out in those spaces. And then if you have any questions specifically, you'd like to reach out to me, my email is nick at blackboxinternational.org. So we'd love to connect with any of you who are interested. Like Drake said, I'm a, a member at this church as well. I'm around a lot. So um, find me in the lobby sometime and let's chat. Absolutely. Nick, I'm sure I'll hang out with you before this, but I'll see you at the Cornhole Tournament on August 12th and I'll see you at the uh, trip in the Dominican in February. Perfect. Thanks for joining us, dude.